Welcome to American Influencer Real Talk. I'm Christopher Krellin, CEO of the American Influencer Association. Today, we have American Influencer Award winner, Food with Soy. Soy takes us on her journey through social media and her love of food. We cover everything from Good Morning America to creating a viral video, which helped save a small business during the pandemic. You will be inspired and hungry as you listen in. And now, here's your host, Josh Skinner. Hey, it's Josh Skinner, and welcome to this edition of American Influencer Real Talk. You can say it's a real treat because it is. We have food with soy here. Hi, soy. Hey, Josh. I saw that little play on word there. Also a treat for me to be here, of course. Well, you are our foodie influencer of the year. What was it like when you won the American Influencer Award? Oh, my gosh. I It was just like a shock of different types of emotions. A, because I was with my family and we did kind of like a little watch party. And it would have been kind of like, not embarrassing, but I was kind of like already up with the expectation of like, what if I didn't win, right? But at least I was spending good time with my family. But when we won, it was just like a rush of all these different emotions. And my family was like super happy and excited for me. And I got this rush of all these text messages and everything from everyone. So it was it was an overwhelming amount of love and support. And when you actually got the award sent to your house, how heavy was it? <laughs> it, it was so heavy. I think like the, the mailman had a hard time like, carry it up to my apartment but i even like i did an unboxing video on my tiktok and my instagram i think and i literally plopped it on the table and i thought i was going to break my table that was how heavy no one warns you that it's like a real trophy because i remember those trophies you used to get in school and they're kind of like made of those little tiny plastics and you know they break every now and then but this is like the real deal it's like heavy duty metal you know, what's funny is I used to work for Warner Brothers and they they have an Oscar room. So you can actually hold one of their Oscars and see all these other Oscars. And I would want to say that the American Influencer Award is probably twice the weight of an Oscar. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty heavy, heavy item. I think I've because I used to work at Disney ABC and we also had like a, a little Oscar and Emmy room and stuff, too. And those those trophies are nice. Don't get me wrong. If I ever had one of those, I'd also be super thankful. But the American Influencer Award trophy is definitely like. Two or three times the size, I think. So I'm not alone. I love that. (laughs) (laughs) So what is a foodie for those listening who may not know what that is? Oh my gosh, what is a foodie? I think it's so crazy because I've been doing this food blogging journey for, I think, on and off as a side hobby. And now it's like my full-time job since like 2014. But even before that, I've had such a affinity for food, right? Like I was taking pictures of food and putting it on my Facebook when that was a thing. And then was posting it on my Instagram and then it kept evolving from that. But I think like in general, just to see how the food world has evolved and that term of just like, just liking food, but now everyone's like experiencing food through culture and, you know, supporting small businesses and all the ways of people sharing their recipes from their home countries or like things that they want to learn to make. Like the foodie term is just so all encompassing of how like food like touches all of our hearts nowadays, I think. When did you know that you were an influencer? I think even there's like a weird stigma of that term, I think now, but nowadays I fully embrace it because I think like being able to have like the influence to, to help, you know, cultivate food in a way that makes me kind of like a tastemaker is what people say. I don't want to just put that upon myself, but I think like, I remember having this really strong viral video where this small businesses were was kind of like suffering during the pandemic and they couldn't get really anyone inside the door. So they reached out to me and they were like, 
hey, like we really believe in our our desserts. We really think it's really great. Uh, we would love to have you come in and just like share our story and 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 talk about it. And then I posted a video and it became like super viral. Where like the next day there was a line outside the 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 little bakery and they couldn't keep up with the demand. And then that's when I saw like social media and having that influence in the right and um, like almost in like a, an impactful, positive way. It could be very important, right, in cultivating like getting people to come into small businesses or helping people discover like new cultures. Like I focus on a lot of different places I've never eaten before because I originally grew up in Florida. So my first time having like Mexican food in my mind was like Chipotle in college, but that's not even real Mexican food, you know? And living in LA, there's so many different diverse places to get like from anywhere from taco stands to eating like other, other cultures. And I think like being able to promote that where there before there wasn't really any, any platform, like instead of waiting for like Food Network to come to you and be like, hey, we want to feature like Peruvian food or something like you can see a video on social media now and be influenced to, to go out and try it yourself. What was it like when you saw the line outside the bakery? I, I personally didn't even go. My um, the bakery owner sent me a picture oh. and I was just like overwhelmed just because like it's one thing to have a video go viral you know like when you see those numbers and you're like oh this video has like hundreds of thousands of views millions of views even you're like oh that's really cool but to see it like in capitalized in like people waiting for something and seeing it kind of like almost like translated in that way was almost like a surreal moment because it reminded me that like it's not about like the views it's about the impact that you can make about the people so that was like really incredible because i think it was like oh like especially me because like a lot of my content is um, a lot of based in SoCal, like Los Angeles, Orange County, San Diego, like all of that. So a lot of my followers also come from those areas and to see them like go out and like tag me when they go visit these restaurants or like they try these types of foods, I think is like really incredible because it, it reminds you that it's not just about numbers, it's about people. What was your first viral video and what type of food was that? Hmm, that's a good one. I feel like I've had... At this point, I've I've seen so many of the videos that I don't expect to go like super viral, become viral. But I think like for me, like the a series that I have that became pretty popular amongst my audience and touches people outside of just like the scope of like the usual food content I make is like a series I have called Eat With Me. And I started it during the pandemic because I had a hard time eating by myself. And I was thinking like, if I'm having a hard time, there's probably other people. So I begin the video with like, hey, it's another Eat With Me video. If you have a hard time eating, feel free to watch this video. And I kind of open it up that way, right? So that anyone, if they're feeling like maybe alone and they want someone to eat with, or maybe they have like, I had a lot of people reach out saying that they had eating disorders and they watch those videos and they're able to find comfort in knowing that someone's sharing similar thoughts and eating food in a way that's like, you know, positive. That's like one of my favorite series. And those videos do really well, like, in general, like not even just in a viral sense where it's like, oh my gosh, you know, one hit wonders or something. They consistently do really well because I think the messaging of like connecting with people, especially during like this time where it feels like not there's not enough connection became like really vital. Oh, wow. That's, I love that. It's called Eat With Me series. Yes. it's I have it pinned on my highlights for my, um, my TikTok and Instagram. So if you want to check it out, it, it's really simple. It's just literally me sitting down and then um, talking about whatever thoughts I had for the week. Like I have one video where I talk about my mom being a single mom and, you know, my dad had like a gambling problem, but kind of like 
changing the narrative to not be about how bad of my father was, but more about who the hero of the story was, which was my mom and coming to terms with like my mental health and talking about it directly uh, to a camera. And, and uh, that's like, it, it's a, re a really great series. Um, thank you for opening up like that really quick. I really appreciate <laughs> that. We went there. Um, do you cook as well or do you just go around trying different things? I do cook, but I have to say that I am, you know, when they say it takes a village to build something or someone, right? I definitely believe that the people around me, what I like to do is share their recipes. Like my cousin has a vegan husband and she makes like the best like vegan lasagna. Mm. And I just like kind of like talk through the recipe with her and then kind of showcase. I've eaten it. I love it. And I'm like, I want to share this with other people. And then I also have like a bunch of recipes from my mom. It was like this Vietnamese immigrant. And it's so funny because one of her recipes, when I made it with her recently, blew up on TikTok and it ended up being featured on Good Morning America. Whoa. Um, on their website, their crab ragoons. And I was like, this is so funny. It's just something my mom made, you know, and it's just her in her pajamas making it and then us kind of doing over the recipe and everything. And I'm just like, I like to, I think one of my talents people say is that I, I, I have a good job at like making other people feel special and great. And I love doing that with recipes as well, because I'm not a chef, you know, I never went to school for training and I don't think there's anything wrong with like home cooks or any of that. If anything else, I embrace that even more because I feature my mom and, and my friends that are really like, I've eaten something. I'm like, wow, I, I really feel like I need to share this with other people. So <laughs> I hope that answers the, the cooking thing. I do cook, I dabble in it, but I love sharing other people's recipes more. I, I dabble in it as well. Um, <laughs> I normally just, you know, pretend I know what I'm doing. <laughs> right. It's good enough. I mean, you know, like everyone's taste is so different. It's so sub subjective, like sharing a recipe, I think is so intimate and so like vulnerable because I can only imagine if someone tries the recipe and they're like, Oh, this wasn't good. And then you're like, all my, all my ego is like broken apart now. So I, I do a better job of sharing my food experiences around. Um, so <laughs> I love calling it food experiences that I, you should have like a, your own little tour today. <laughs> We're doing a food experience yep. in That'd be so much fun. downtown yeah. LA. Today we're doing a food experience exactly. in Fullerton. Yeah. Yeah. Experience and adventures. That's all my life is about. So I, I definitely, that's a great idea. I would I'll definitely have to put you on my payroll for that, Josh. Please <laughs> do. I would love to take that tour or promote it. You know, you and 10 of your foodie friends. Um, speaking of food, obviously, uh, what's your favorite dish to eat? Oh, I feel like I have this situation where i constantly want to try new food so when people ask me like oh what's your favorite restaurants like i have favorite places but i'm going to be honest i love the idea of trying something for the first time more than i do going back to things and recently i'll, I'll just tell about a recent thing that i really enjoyed which was like i had this ethiopian platter in little ethiopia and fairfax and it was so delicious. They had this beautiful like lamb and it was on this injera like sour type of bread, not bread, but like wrap. And then you kind of like use your hands to eat it. And it was so like interactive and fun. Mm. Um, so that was like something I really enjoyed recently. And I want to go back and like share it with everyone again and again. You are making me hungry. Soy. that sounds delicious. What, give me another uh, little location that you love to explore in Los Angeles. Ooh, um, of course, Koreatown. Mm. It's like one of my like home bases. There's like so many things to try and so many different dishes. It's not just about the Korean barbecue and the tofu soup. There's like so many other home style dishes like noodles and everything. So I, I love Koreatown as well. 
you know, I grew up in Hawaii and Korean food is such a big part of the Hawaiian culture. Um, I love finding great little gems in Koreatown. Also, there's some some of the best acai bowls I've had are also in Koreatown. Oh, yes. Uh, Ubatuba, right? Yes. That place is pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Ubatuba. Yeah, you know. That place is pretty good. <laughs> is there one food that you were kind of disappointed in? And you were just like, ah, I don't want to try that again. This is funny to say, but also Ethiopian food. <laughs> so I had a really bad Ethiopian food experience, like maybe like five or six years ago. And I think we just went to the wrong place. And I'm such a fan of like trying things not from like maybe maybe sometimes the same places but coming in with like new open eyes like i i'm like okay i should try this again to make sure if i really don't like it or if i do like it and i think i just ordered the wrong thing the first time because when i had it like literally like three days ago i was mind blown i was like everyone wants has to go here like it was such a good experience so i'm i'm very open-minded when it comes to like trying things again and ethiopian food was one of those things where i didn't like and now i do like so what would you say to our listeners that may be afraid to try something new? I think if if you're afraid to try something new and you're open to it because at the end of the day you have to be comfortable no matter what situation it is and when you're when you're ready there's so many resources online to help kind of prepare you to try new things because I know as someone that grew up in Florida I remember eating soup dumplings for the first time and I was kind of like oh my gosh I don't want to eat it wrong I don't want to like offend anyone or I don't want to you know, hurt anyone's feelings if I do this incorrectly or other stuff. But I'm going to tell you, if you go into a restaurant and you like don't know how to eat something, you can ask them, you know, and if you have like sometimes like social anxiety, a lot of people, I like to tell people to watch my videos because I'm kind of like, I'm, I make food in a way that's kind of accessible and kind of easier to digest. Because if you see a brand new dish and you don't know what's in it, you're kind of hesitant to try it. But if you kind of understand like what it is, like there's a lot of things that we kind of share um, common and overlap, right? Like the idea of dumplings around the whole world, there's different types of dumplings. Like we have it in, in Vietnam, but then also you have it in Russia, you know, and, and also pierogies and all these different types of variations, but they're so dumplings. They're just different fillings or maybe different ways of presenting them or different ways of even like folding them, all that stuff. But if you get to like the, the nitty gritty of like, Oh, this is kind of familiar to something that I understand. I think it's a lot easier to, you know, try it. Soy, you're such a kind, kind soul. What do you do with your food haters? Oh, like people that don't like my, my, my videos. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I used to get really, what's the word? Like attached to those type of comments thinking that like, I really need to like fix something or do something. But then I realized that a lot of times these people, that post things on the internet that aren't so great. It's usually a projection of how they feel. And that really helped me kind of like, instead of internalizing comments or bad comments or things that aren't like really nice comments, I kind of take it as like, okay, well maybe they're going through something and it's okay that they're kind of pushing this energy out. But a lot of times I don't really respond to kind of like hateful or negative types of moments that don't really need to be addressed like if they're just saying hateful things just for the, for their own sake, then I'm just kind of like, okay, well, that's the energy they want to send out. I can respond and then bring forth another aggressive, hostile energy as well. Or I could just let it go because whatever they want to do with their energy is kind of the impact that they're putting into the world. And I, like, you know, that saying where they say like hurt people, hurt people. I also think that healing people can help heal people. So that's why a lot of my content is just about like, 
you know, my healing process and, and what I'm doing. And I also think the same with like comments. Cause I think I used to be the type to feel like I had to have the last word, but sometimes like people like that, they don't want to hear what you have to say anyway. So why am I spending the extra time trying to like make someone that already has this uh, point of view about me change? Right. Wow. Healing people help heal. I love that so much. <laughs> Let's flip it for a second. Let's turn that last question into a positive. How do you hope your followers will also be influential? You know, one of the best things that anyone's ever said to me, and I keep this like dear to my heart because I like to repeat it because I think it's so special. But one of my followers says, they, they wrote to me this long message about how my videos meant to them. And then they ended it with, I would just like you to know that you just being authentically yourself helps give me space and room to know that it's okay to be myself. And I just want that to keep, you know, kind of like multiplying and multiplying. And I think like, especially with like videos and art of any type, there's always like a energy transmission, right? And I hope through my videos, other people can sense, you know, the love for diversity culture and also mental health and then help them find space to be okay with to be themselves and then that open space for other people in this world to be like oh you know they're so comfortable being who they are this like asian girl from florida with blue hair she's so comfortable being who she is and doing what she loves like i feel like i can be who i want to be as well so that is beautiful <laughs> that is super like that's so beautiful. Um, Thanks, Josh. I appreciate it. I, I really do believe it, though. I think I think if everyone in this world just made time for themselves and how they can heal and kind of work on themselves, there'd be less anger and resentment towards everyone else in the world, right? Like, well, if you're too busy, if you're too busy filling up your own cup, you don't really have time looking at other people's cup or what they're doing or having to compare yourself. Man, you um, are a deep soul, my friend. Can I say soul food? Yeah, soul food with soy, right? <laughs> yeah, so soul food with soy. It's like an Oprah moment, but with food. I love it. Now, I have to ask you, because I'm dying to know, if someone is visiting Los Angeles, where should they eat and what should they order? Oh, I would have like a whole itinerary for them. People ask me this a lot. I'm just going to give you everyone a hack. I have this um, Yelp collection called b-i-t-l-y slash soydified and it's like all my favorite places in la but i do have to think if you have to like pick like one or two items where i feel like la does the best at there's this chicken sandwich place called howling rays i've had like Nashville fried chicken it's great but something about howling rays in chinatown it just it's just so good there's usually a line for it but nowadays they do postmates and delivery so it's one of those items where you can like eat and then kind of like walk around chinatown which is like a really diverse cool space and then also, I think the Korean barbecue in LA is like some of the best. Like I've been to Korea multiple times and I have to say the Korean food in general in LA is like really high up there. And the K-barbecue is some of the best in the world. Have you ever eaten at Yang Chow in Chinatown? Yang Chow. No, I don't think I've, I've, I've eaten there yet. So it's what do they serve? Um, they serve Chinese food, but they're really famous for this sweet and spicy slippery shrimp. Oh, I need to, I need to look it up. You have all my food takes. I need to know this. <laughs> you know, and it's funny because like the Lakers and the Dodgers will eat there. Um, but yeah, it's delicious. It's one of my favorite places to eat in Chinatown. It's near um, a fortune cookie uh, bakery. <laughs> oh, wow. 
yeah, yeah. Chinatown is like super underrated. I feel like there's a lot of like hole in the walls that don't get a lot of like exposure. So there's a lot more to explore. I'm excited. Thanks, Josh. Oh, please hit me up anytime. <laughs> I will do the same for you. Going where should Let's I eat? Go. I'm going to San Diego. <laughs> Tell me everything. <laughs> there's a really good poke place there that's like five stars on Yelp and over like thousands of reviews in San you Diego. Need to get that place up. Yes. Ooh. And Morning Glory. That's a really cute little brunch spot. They have a really good happy hour. See, like food is just like an over, like anytime people mention food, I'm like, oh, you should go here. <laughs> I love a good happy hour. And I think Los Angeles does happy hour really good. Yeah. Oh, all right. Is there one place that you would like to, to say that's your favorite? Everyone knows when my, my, I think my favorite restaurant in LA is like Bestia. Have you been to Bestia? I have not. It's like this. I, someone told me, I, ta- I told someone the other day that I don't like Italian food or like, I don't, I haven't had enough Italian food to like truly judge if I like it or not. And I forgot that I love Bestia. <laughs> so I guess it's like new American Italian food, but it's, it's a really open, cool, open kitchen concept. And the food's really great. The pasta is really great there. So I really like Bestia downtown. How about Bottega Louis? Bottega Louis is good too, but the if you're gonna have to wait for a reservation or somewhere, I think Bestia is like a a better experience. <laughs> I want a better experience. I I love that. What I like about Bottega Louis reminds me of New York. You know, it, yes, very New York, where you like like are spaced together so closely, where you can have like food envy over other people's. <laughs> <laughs> I could hear their entire conversation. Oh. Yeah. Oh, those those uh, those mushroom fries are so good. I remember. They're delicious. Oh, oh man, there's so many great things. I just honestly would like to do take, follow you around for a day with our AIA cameras and be like, let's do social media content, like take us award-winning eating. <laughs> yeah, let's do it. I'll, I'll take you to, well, we could do like different days too where we go like the places that, you know, are kind of like hole in the walls. And then we can also go to the places that are like, you know, Anthony Bourdain's been here and all the great chefs recommend these places. There, there's so much diversity in where to eat around LA that it's... It's like a continuous content all the time. I'd be totally down. I'm serious. And I will make you bring your AIA award with you so we can just put it <laughs> next to you. Every time we grab a fork, it'll be right there. It'll be like our third like, person in our party. <laughs> it's like, oops. Oh, what is that you see? Oh, it's my award. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did you trip over my award? <laughs> I get to do this for like uh, for the rest of my life now. <laughs> well, I hope you win again this year. Well, I, I, I hope to give uh, space for other food content creators because I'd love to, you know, share, share. There's so many cool content creators out there. So that, it'd be great if I was even like nominated. It'd be great to win. But I think like, if anything, I would love to like highlight even more creators. <laughs> absolutely. And I would like all of the food content creators to be out there and loving our show. But I only know you at the moment. And I would love to have you at the <laughs> Dolby Theater accepting an award since we had pandemic. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That moment was gone from all of us. Yeah, I, I want to see you run up on that stage <laughs> where they hold the Academy Awards and be like, this is my second trophy. <laughs> Let's manifest it. <laughs> hey, you know, I'll get you those VIP tickets. <laughs> you just have to work on winning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, it works hand in hand. So, so if our followers and our friends want to follow your journey on social media, how do they do so? You guys can check me out at Food with Soy on every single platform. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok. You guys are going to get tired of me, but we're going to become friends. So find me at Food with Soy. That's right. We're all going to eat together. 
yes. Eat With Me series. I think that's such Eat a great idea. <laughs> so I thank you so much for being on our show and teaching me a little bit about being a foodie. I appreciate it. I hope you had a good time. <laughs> I had the best farm. It was, it was a, indeed a very good treat. It was a treat. It was a little sweet and a little salty. I loved it. (laughs) Well, on behalf of everyone at the American Influencer Awards, Soy, thank you for being on this episode of American Influencer Real Talk. Thank you so much. Thank you, guys. Bye, Josh. I hope you were inspired by my interview with American Influencer Award winner, Food with Soy. Now you can keep up with the latest episode of our podcast by visiting AIAawards.com and by subscribing to our show on your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to follow us on social media at AIA Real Talk Podcast. That's AIA Real Talk Podcast. American Influencer Real Talk is produced by Christopher Crowlin, Bethany Crowlin, Josh Skinner, and it's edited by our friends at Lasting Media original music composed by at Joshua Hendricks Music. And now here's our CMO, Bethany Krellen. Thank you for listening to the American Influencer Real Talk. We hope you enjoyed. We are so passionate about all of you, our fans. We want you to be part of the AIA family. You can check out our beauty bundle, which supports our influencer community at AIAawards.com. Want to be a guest on the Real Talk? Send us a message on social. We can't wait to stay connected with you all and don't miss the next episode next week.